0: Hi guys, welcome back to episode 9 of Believe in Nuggets. And in today's episode, we are finally moving into some draft content. Now, as always, I'm joined by my great co-host, Gage Bridgeford. And uh, today we are going to be breaking down what Denver should be looking for in prospects uh, for the draft. Then in the second segment, we will get into players that we... that the nuggets should look to specifically and then depending on how this how the rest of it goes we might get to players uh who are popular names in denver that we don't think the nuggets should draft at least at 21 but before we get into all that how you doing today gauge
1: i'm doing wonderful glad to be here glad to be back um still enjoying the fact that over at Denver Stiffs, you and uh, everybody else that's on our draft team is doing the majority of the work, which has given me a little bit of time to relax here early in this summer after a hectic whirlwind of a spring between coaching baseball, writing, and everything else that I was doing. So I know that that workload is going to shift here in the next few weeks, so I'm going to enjoy it while it lasts.
0: Yeah. Uh, speaking of all the draft stuff at Stiffs, uh, I've been doing a lot of player pr- profiles. We also have uh, Peter Leinsfart. Uh, Skip, uh, who's the new site manager, and Reed Howard, all doing uh, great draft stuff over there. Uh, I also have been going to the pre-draft workouts that have been being hosted, and I've been posting videos and that kind of thing. So if you want to see those clips, you can follow me on Twitter. Uh, Link's in the description of the episode, episode notes, whatever they're called, on whatever platform you're watching on. But with all that out of the way, Let's talk about what the Nuggets need to address in this year's draft class. Now, this draft class is one with a lot of wings and a lot of okay defenders, okay to good defenders, specifically on the wing, which is things that the Nuggets need. They need defenders who are wing sized, who can play perimeter defense. And there are a lot of those names in this draft class. Now, a lot of them. Very uh, unquality on the offensive end and on the defensive end. Some are very good defenders and very not on offense. Some are, you know, okay at both. Some are good at offense, good at defense. And some are people that the Nuggets should look at. But they specifically need to get guys who fit that profile, you know, the 6'5-ish to 6'8-ish uh, perimeter defender who has versatility on the defensive end can guard on off ball and ideally also make shots on the other end of the, f- the floor or contribute in some meaningful way to the Nuggets offense as well, whether that be off ball cutting, uh, you know, playmaking, shooting, just being able to do something on offense. But I think that they should lean more into the defensive side of the ball, get a more defensive oriented prospect. Even if he's a little lacking on the offensive end, I'd rather him be able to, you know, really get out there and guard guys, put his nose into the dirt and be that, you know, tenacious defender that Denver really needs.
1: Yeah. Denver definitely doesn't need uh more offense. That is for sure. Once Murray and Porter are back, they will have three plus-plus offensive weapons at three different spots in Jokic, Murray, and Porter. So I'm not super concerned about the offense. Uh, You said that they should lean towards guys that are defensive-minded. I agree. But you also said that they should be able to hopefully make a shot on the other end. Uh, I would much more – I'd be much more concerned with just them focusing on getting a guy that is going to come in and can be your on-ball defensive guy. I did a piece yesterday for Stiffs that was kind of looking at just – Stuff they can learn from the finals, and a lot of what they can learn from the finals is defense. Um, they're like we've seen with Boston, who has four guys that can switch one through five, like one through four, one through five, whatever. Uh, um, yeah, Marcus Smart probably can't guard centers, but he can occasionally hang with them, so that's something. But other than that, you have Jalen Brown, six six, you have Jason Tatum, who's six eight, you have Al Horford, who is six nine, you have Rob Williams, who I believe is six ten, six eleven. They're a lot of athletic long guys with a lot of size to them and they're winning games with defense. Granted, they're also losing because they don't have enough offense to match. That's like Jason Tatum, I believe, is shooting 25% in fourth quarter so far in the finals here. But you will have enough offense, You need, but you need a defensive linchpin. I think that Aaron Gordon can be your off-ball floater guy that kind of flows around and uses his athleticism to make plays, but you need a guy that can actually go up and match up with whoever is at the per- on the perimeter and is the ball handler and can go say nope this is my guy I am taking him out of this play everybody else just figure it out because that's Denver doesn't have that right now they don't have a on-ball eliminator type defender and I get it those are hard to find but that's kind of where Denver finds themselves if they're looking to change their identity and become a like change from just being an offensive-minded team they need a true defensive tone setter type guy and i don't know if one of those guys is in the draft but i sure am hoping that they are
0: yeah i speaking on the uh like Celtics and Warriors series at the media scrum on the uh pre-draft workouts yesterday at least when i'm re- we're recording this they he, malone uh talked to the media and he specifically mentioned how he would like to focus on switching like the Celtics do to a certain extent. Obviously he mentioned like with Jokic on the floor, you're not going to be switching one through five, but he mentioned wanting to switch one through four. And when he's off the floor, they would like to be able to switch all. And I think he was dead on with that. I think you're dead on with that. And as you mentioned with Murray, Porter, Jokic, you're going to be fine on the offensive end. I I think it's Adam Maras. He's said, as long as you have Jokic, you're going to be fine on the the offensive end. And yeah, as long as you have Jokic, your offense will figure itself out. But defensively, you need to figure more personnel stuff out. You need better perimeter defense. You need to not make Jordan Poole look like an all NBA caliber player. You need to make... Uh, clay thompson not look like his prime is here again and these are things that the nuggets can really work on um and with calvin booth in the gm's chair he's talked about being more aggressive and all of that kind of stuff another thing malone mentioned is he is looking for uh, defensive versatility and the guys they're bringing in to work out and you know scouting he mentioned that he wants to see their competitiveness he wants to see their work ethic in these workouts and he wants to see that they're they're able to be a versatile defender and i think that those are the things that the nuggets should look for in to in uh, this year's draft and in free agency as well but specifically for this 21st pick which is what we're talking about today i think they should be targeting someone who can set the tone, like you said, someone who can really just get under guys' skin and make a defensive impact right away. So with all that out of the way, why don't we talk about, you know, some guys that Denver should look at in this year's draft class and some names that fans should keep their eyes on. uh, Fans should be looking for these guys and hoping that Denver picks one of these guys Um, we'll be getting into, you know, just prospects who I'm personally a a fan of Denver's fit for. These are not like sourced or anything. Some of these guys have worked out for Denver, but these are people who I've scouted because I do a lot of draft content. Uh, I've watched a ton of tape on these guys and starting with this list is someone who is relatively unlikely uh, to reach where Denver's picking, but has been slipping in mocks lately. Uh, has not had great workouts from what's been reported. Yeah, uh, that is going to be uh, Tari Eason. He is a 6'10 power forward out of uh, out of LSU. He is someone who... LSU ran a very aggressive defensive scheme uh, this past season, and he was a big benefactor or a big uh, contributor to... That LSU defense being able to work, they ran a very trap heavy uh, press offense. They would, you know, sell out gamble on steals on blocks. And Tari was someone who was a main linchpin in that uh, defensive scheme. He's very athletic. He has all the tools that you need to see in a guy defensively. He is uh, six, 6'9", uh, 215, has a good wingspan is quick, jumps high, and he put up a lot of steals, uh, a lot of blocks. He was a very disruptive defender and he really set a tone at LSU. Uh, him and Alex Fudge, who is not in this year's draft class, he's going to be in next year's draft class, but uh, him and Alex Fudge were two defenders who really made that LSU defense churn. And be it there are certain... Uh, flaws to his defense in being so aggressive he can over gamble at times he can uh, over help off his man but i think with you know being in a developmental system in denver who has uh, developed a lot of talent and really shown that they can grow guys i think that they can smooth out a bit of that stuff but that is also what you're drafting target isn't for you're drafting Tari Eason, at least defensively speaking, to be someone who can come in and immediately be disruptive. You want him to be either on the ball, annoying the hell out of guys, or you want him off ball, free safetying, getting in passing lanes, which he's very good at using his wingspan, using his athleticism to just make life a living hell for people on offense and offensively he's also skilled he uh shot 40% i believe in the last 12 games in the lsu season from 3 uh 36% overall in the season he was up and down as a shooter but ended it on a very uh good prolonged stretch of games shooting he is probably not a 40% shooter at the next level but he's someone who will be able to shoot And he had a uh, 30% or above usage at LSU, which is an absolutely insane workload. He would not be getting that at uh, the NBA level. But he's someone who was able to use his strength to create advantages for himself. He can attack off closeouts. He can create for himself in spurts. He's a a solid passer when uh, given the opportunity to pass. He can find the open man, kick out, dish. He does a lot of things well, and I think that I personally have him top 10 on my big board. He will probably not go top 10 in the draft, and a lot of drafts I've been seeing have been seeing him fall to the Sixers at pick 23, and I think that if he falls to 21, he should be first on the Nuggets big board of realistic targets for them to pick. He's someone whose game I really like, and that he's a very divisive player uh, on draft Twitter for the most part, but a lot of guys like him, there are his detractors, but overall he is someone who would come in, be able to switch one through five uh, pretty well. Be it, I wouldn't ask him to guard like Kyrie Irving. Like I would probably get a a guard to do that, but he's someone who could switch like onto uh, not like the burstiest ones like he could switch onto you know the slow like medium of the road ones to fives, and I think he could do that really well.
1: Yeah, uh, I like a lot of the things I'm that I've read on Tari Eason. I like the fact that he does have good size at six eight. He's two hundred fifteen pounds, two hundred twenty pounds, depending on when you're weighing him. Uh, he's got a 7'2 wingspan. I know you had mentioned a couple times throughout your uh, explanation, kind of talking about him there, was that he had decent wingspan. I looked up the official one. 7'2 is what he was officially listed at per uh, NBCSports.com. That was a few weeks ago that that was mentioned. He is aggressive. I mean, one point one steals per uh, 1.9 steals per game during his final season, Over averaged over a block per game. A lot of that does come down to his wingspan. There was a, there was a few things that you mentioned there that do kind of concern me. Is you mentioned that he can be a bit over aggressive. He can be kind of that free safety, knifing into passing lanes, using his length to do that and to kind of alter passing lanes and stuff. There's a guy the Nuggets have that kind of plays a similar role. Aaron Gordon. That's like Aaron Gordon's whole thing defensively. When he was playing at his best, when the team was full strength, was his ability to kind of—he didn't have to be the on-ball defender. He could guard on-ball when it came to his guy. But his whole—the reason he was so successful was he was able to read and react. And okay, there's a guy driving. My guy's not going to be the one getting the ball. I can go over and make an adjustment. I can go make him either pass, make the guy driving pass the ball, or I can go get a strip, a block, whatever. I mean, if we're bringing in Tari Eason here to do a lot of a lot of the similar things. Like, I I haven't watched this game enough to know. I don't know how good of an on-ball defender he is, but that's where my main concern would lie with him was you're adding another guy in. And at 6'8", that now means that, like, let's say he's starting. Who are you sliding Aaron Gordon down to the the shooting guard? I'm putting that in air quotes. Obviously, you guys can't see that because it's a podcast. But, like, is he your shooting guard? And then you have Tari Eason at your three – and then Porter Jr. at four at the, in the modern NBA, you can kind of be positionless, but now you're going to have three guys. And I don't think Aaron Gordon's the best laterally. And we know Michael Porter Jr. Still has a ways to go in that area. And then Tari Eason isn't the best side to side guy either. Are we going to run into, we're going to have a couple of off ball defenders and not either one of them be great on the ball.
0: I think on the ball he's actually pretty solid. Um, his lateral quickness is uh, pretty good. I th- I think it's better than Gordon's. Uh, I think defensively he could play like I I don't think he would be like a starter for the Nuggets. But if he were, I think uh, defensively he could play the two, and then offensively I think you could ask like MPJ to play the two's role, which like coming off pin downs, you know all that kind of stuff. Um, I I think that's a fair like. Oh, maybe the Nuggets shouldn't take him because I think long term, it's kind of an awkward fit position wise. But I think having he's, I think, a like a better lateral movement, uh, more aggressive, but like has a worse feel for the game. Aaron Gordon, if that makes sense, uh, defensively, like I think he's a better on ball kind of guy at his ceiling than Gordon is right now um but i think maybe he's a little less disciplined uh than gordon and also probably has like a little bit of a worse feel for the game uh, on that end of things but i think he could fit in uh defensively for the nuggets and what's wrong with having two aaron gordons aaron gordon really helped uh, the the nuggets defense and while there are other like defensive roles that Denver probably needs more of having another six, eight guy who is a disruptive defender, I, I think is something that might be appealing.
1: That's fine. I just, like I said, I was, I knew that you knew more about his game than I did, but just kind of listening to you talk about him and then kind of reading some other stuff about him was, I just wanted to see how my, uh, where he would fit in kind of with the roster. Let's move on to our next guy though. And actually, and since you're the one kind of, you're the draft guy, I'll let you uh, pick where you want to go next with our list.
0: So next, I think it's appropriate to talk about someone who really rose up at the combine because of measurements. Uh, He is going to be Jalen Williams uh, from Santa Clara, not the one from Arkansas. There are two Jalen Williams in this draft class. Uh, One is spelled with a Y, the other one is not. We are talking about the one from Santa Clara. He is a six foot six wing with a seven two wingspan. And he is someone who flew under the radar for a lot of guys, uh, me included, uh, because it was more so out of sight, out of mind with him. Uh, He played for Santa Clara, who is not a big uh, basketball program. They are a, a fine basketball program. But when people are talking about the Dukes, the Gonzagas, the. You know, uh, Kansas is the uh, blue chip programs. Santa Clara really isn't in that mix. And they, uh, as a result, Jalen Williams kind of went under uh, appreciated throughout the cycle. And when he was at the uh, combine, he really got to show off in uh, the one combine game he played. He played very well. And then people after that started looking back at his Tape and he has risen up a lot of boards uh, right now at, on my board uh, which is also at the stiffs board he is at uh, number 15 uh, i see him range anywhere from i've seen him at about 14 15 at the highest to you know mid 20s and i think he is someone who has a uh, good ceiling he is a three-level scorer he gets the rim well. He has a knee in between game and he shot very well from uh, three at Santa Clara this season. Um, last season, like the season before this one, he shot uh, just 27.4% from three, but this season he improved it to a 39.6% mark from beyond the arc. And he has the ability to play on and off ball. He, has a lot of uh, scoring tools and scores in a lot of different ways, which is something that at a six, six, seven, two frame can fit in nicely with uh, the Nuggets bench right away and could eventually fill in at that two uh, long-term next to Jamal uh, because he has the size to match up against guys defensively at that size. And I think he has high defensive upside. He had a, as I mentioned before, a 72 wingspan which is really long and he also registered at a 39 inch max vertical at the combine, which is good. He sometimes um, has issues um, like, sometimes has issues getting uh, bodied. He was 195 coming into uh, the season. However, he put on, uh, you know, weight from last season and weighed in at 209 pounds at the combine. And there are some like defensive questions about how good he will be on ball. Well, um, but I think I buy into his defense. Uh, Some people who I very much respect have questions about that. So do your own uh, research about him watch the tape if you want uh, to see your evaluation of uh, him if you're listening but personally i think he has the physical tools he has a great feel for the game on the other end he's a great playmaker finds a lot of good uh, lanes uh, and passing windows i buy that feel i buy the physical tools and there were occasional like defensive lapses at santa clara but I think you can uh, adjust that or uh, tack a lot of that onto him being a, a a college player. You know, these guys aren't in the super like high intensity sort of situations where like, if it's rookie mistakes, you know, you people talk about it. He's going to be only 21 years old on draft night. He recently turned 21 and I think like defensively speaking he's not going to be like elite like some of these other prospects might be. He doesn't have as high of a, a defensive floor, but his offense fits in very well with the Nuggets and I buy him being a positive defender. Uh I don't think he'll be a lockdown by any means, but I do think in um in the short and long term if because of a reduced workload because at santa clara he was their primary ball handler he was their primary scorer he was doing a lot of things for that uh, team i think that i buy him as a positive defender and i think the physical tools and the flashes that he had of being a positive defender because there are games where he played good defense i think all of that adds up to being a good defender at the next level does he fill in uh all of the gaps defensively for the Nuggets, no, but I think he's someone who has good long-term starting at the two potential for the Nuggets. I think he fits in well next to Jamal Murray uh, in the backcourt long-term because his playmaking allows Jamal to play off ball, allows you know guys to really be moving um, without only Jokic being the ball handler or without it just being a Jamal Murray Jokic pick and roll I think he is someone who could really help in that regard and then also off the ball he fills in uh, very nicely he's a good shooter he has good uh, instincts off the ball can cut, can do all that kind of stuff Uh, but yeah so just
1: based off of your explanation of him and then kind of what I've read about him it almost seems like he's the offensive version of, like, R.J. Hampton. Like, he's got decent size. He's got decent length. He's a he's a solid offensive player, shot 40% from three th- his final year, over 50% from the field, 81% from the charity stripe. He can finish both ways. He can shoot from all over the place. He can initiate the offense, do a little bit of that. He's got some defensive stuff, but he's not a – lawless defender so it kind of just so it kind of sounded like if you had taken rj hampton skills as a defender and put him into an offensive minded person that's kind of what we got here i mean and also one of the issues that he has is he his size like he's not the he's not the biggest guy out there he does he could afford to put on a few pounds here or there like he's not small i mean he's 195 pounds so he's not tiny but he also could put on a little more weight to to kind of bang with bigger guys at his position so as, as am i kind of getting that roughly where it's at where he would be at
0: um i think he he put he put on uh weight uh he weighed in at 210 at the combine um and then i think uh rj gotcha, I was going off of rj your, was uh,
1: a, your sheet had him at 195 so that's kind of what i was gotcha. going off up of there
0: yeah uh rj i think it, it was pretty raw and i think a lot of his defensive potential came from athleticism i think it's kind of the the inverse uh with Jalen I think a lot of his uh potential he has good uh measurements like he's not unathletic he uh you know has the measurements but I think also a lot of his buy-in comes from uh the skill stuff but I I think yeah like he's not a loss defender he has things he can improve on on that end but yeah all right cool I uh-
1: not, I don't, I mean, I kind of agree with you. I don't know if he's necessarily going to fall there. I would probably put uh the, I would probably put Tari Eason over him just based on the first two that we've covered so far, but definitely think mm-hmm. Williams is a quality prospect. Where do you want to go next?
0: Let's talk about someone who the Nuggets worked out privately, uh, Blake Wesley. Blake Wesley is a guard from Notre Dame. He is... Uh, 6'5 and 185 so he is a bit of a a bit of a a small guy um weight wise but he has the height uh and he has a, a good wingspan i think it was uh either i think it was around 610 uh from memory but he is someone who i wrote a profile for uh, at the stiff, so if you want more in-depth kind of coverage and film Six, examples, nine and, go check and a that. quarter
1: inch is his sir.
0: Yeah. So, good-ish, good enough wingspan, uh, especially for someone who would primarily be guarding guards, and he defensively is one of the best point-of-attack defenders in this class. He navigates screens pretty well. He has a lot of he he competes on that end he gets into guys he gets steals he has quick hands um, off the ball it, he's a little worse but he's not bad in that regard either it's just he's better at point of attack stuff off the ball he occasionally would have you know defensive lapses but he's just 19 uh, so that's to be expected a bit and I think uh, with less of a offensive role, just like Jalen Williams. And this applies to most rookies, uh, most young guys. Those are just mistakes they're going to make. Eventually they'll be ironed out. Uh, It's very rare that, you know, rookies don't make those sorts of lapses. Uh, Like Jeremy Sohan is someone who doesn't, uh, but that's why he's touted uh, as defensively as he is. And that's why he is probably going to go top 10 or top 12 in this class. But uh, Blake Wesley His defense really impresses me whenever I watch him. I kind of expected him to return to school. He was very uh, raw-ish. Like I expected him to return to Notre Dame for a season. I didn't expect him to stick in the uh, the 22 class. But now that he has, I think one of the first things he asked him to do is to put on some weight because while his screen navigation was – good for the most part Uh, sometimes if it was a very hard screen he'd struggle uh like recovering from getting hit like that but other than that I think defensively he's someone who could come in and just harass guys that will probably be his defensive role off the bat I think he's someone who is able to disrupt guys on the ball annoy them get into them offensively He is someone who his shot selection and shot diet would have you believe like he has high upside as a shooter. Uh, The percentages were not great. He shot only 30% from three on the season, but he was a very streaky shooter. Kind of reminds me of Bones in that regard. Like Bones, you can tell is a good shooter, but sometimes he has games where he shoots bad Uh, or and you know on the season his percentages don't really show how good of a shooter he is i don't think he's as as good of a shooter as bones but i do think he is someone who projects to be a positive uh shooter on that end and then finishing he sometimes could struggle like with you know the heavier guys with his weight he kind of got pushed around a bit uh finishing but I think if he gets into an NBA weight room, he can become good in that regard. Uh, his playmaking is pretty good. It's not the most advanced playmaker you'll ever see. He's not going to be creating his own passing windows, but he's good at giving uh, or at, good at taking what the defense is giving him. He's good in the pick and roll and 90% of offense uh, in the, in the league is run through pick and roll. And he navigates the pick and roll super well. He likes to go to a mid-range pull-up out of it. He likes to go, you know, to runners, floaters. He can get to the rim off of that. He navigates the pick and roll very well. And while I wouldn't be like, he wouldn't be my top selection for the Nuggets. The Nuggets have already worked him out privately. I wouldn't be shocked if there is interest there. He's a, he's a Nuggets-y kind of guy but i th- i think like i wouldn't be disappointed in the pick he's not my first pick he is a little further away than you than i would personally like to see as a uh, as a prospect but i think he's someone who could be good for denver it's just he's a guard he's not necessarily a wing And I think with the already loaded backcourt rotation, he's not someone I would be jumping for joy if the Nuggets picked.
1: Yeah, I got to say, I'm glad that you opened up by saying that he is a good on-ball pest defender because just looking through his uh, kind of his stat line from his first year in Notre Dame, I was was not thoroughly impressed by his offensive end work. Um, Just 40% from the field barely shooting over 30 percent from three point range on five attempts per game only shooting 65 percent from the free throw line only playing about 19 minutes per game so he wasn't even like the primary he wasn't even the primary guard off the bench or a starter so there were a lot of uh, question marks on that and I do like the fact that he could possibly be a a plus defender or at least right away he would probably be a guy off the bench kind of playing that off ball or off the bench defender guy where that's his job. He's going to come in, he's going to play alongside a bunch of offensive minded guys and his job is just go harass whoever the primary ball handler is. So I like that. I do agree though. He's would have to put on some weight. I mean, he's six, he's six, four, nearly six, five, but it only weighs 185 pounds. So does need to put on a little more weight in that aspect. Um, And you were right. He is a nuggetsy kind of guy. He is a guy that's an incomplete prospect that needs to develop and grow more than because he's not ready to be a starter from day one. Ideally, that's kind of what you're looking for in round one is a starter. But when you're in the 20s, you're just looking for guys that can contribute year one. I don't know if he can do that on day one, but maybe by the time the playoffs roll around, he would be able to uh, come in and play meaningful minutes for a team that's hoping to contend for titles.
0: Yeah, I think that about sums up uh, Blake Wesley. So now we are going to get to what I see as the three most realistic uh like range wise uh picks for the nuggets who i think would be the best so these are guys projected in around the range that the nuggets are are going to be picking who i personally think would be the best fits for them and be able to contribute right away in uh whatever way you know for the their prospect all three of these guys i see as being plus defenders and Uh, Offensive end players. Uh, They all are a little different, but we're going to round out by talking about uh, Wendell Moore, Jake Laravia, and Marjan Beauchamp. We'll start with Wendell Moore. He's someone who worked out for the Nuggets earlier this week in the same workout group as Jake Laravia. He played for Duke, he was their primary ball handler for some of the season. Uh, early on, specifically, th- uh, throughout the season, Jeremy Roach got better as a ball handler. Uh, Paolo Bancaro started handling the ball more. Trevor Keels as well. Uh, so his, his ball handling got cut back as the season rolled on, but uh, at the start of the season, he was Duke's primary go-to guy as a ball handler. Uh, I would call him, like, I would call overall on the season a secondary ball handler, uh, but he had primary reps uh, for some of the season he is someone who i think is being a little underrated on boards he's often uh, mocked as, as an early second guy on my board i think i have him at like 23 yeah 23 he isn't exactly like the most sexy prospect but he's good at basically everything he's a good shooter this season. He shot uh, 41% from three had good catch and shoot shooting numbers. Uh, his wingspan, his measurables were good at the combine. He measured at six, uh, six five and a half, uh, and shoes at the combine with a wingspan of seven feet and five inch or seven feet and a half inch. Um, he's, he is a junior, but he's young for a junior. He's only 20, uh, going into the draft. And those measurements uh, really like support the fact that he can be a good on-ball defender, which was one thing that he excelled at at Duke. He, a lot of the time, was taking the uh, other team's best perimeter scorer. He would guard one through three regularly. And he has uh, the wingspan. And the ability to guard fours at times, not something I'd necessarily like make him uh, do throughout an entire game. But if you get switched on to a four, that's not the worst thing in the world. It's far from it. He has very quick hands and got a lot of steals, uh, stripping guys while they were dribbling. Uh, one thing he really liked to do was if he got beat by a guy, he likes to do a wraparound steal. Uh, and his wingspan allows him to get away with that. Uh, with other guys, it would be harder to do, but since, since he has such long arms and is so lanky, uh, he can really get into guys's uh, dribbling pockets and strip and uh, strip them, get steals. He's good at turning defense into offense. Uh, He has good lateral quickness, so he's able to keep uh, up with ball handlers. He beats them to their spots uh, pretty regularly. He is good at shutting down driving lanes, forcing people to pass. He, uh, does a good job of absorbing contact and remaining vertical around the rim so he's good at like defending against you know finishers i really really like him as a defensive piece he has some like meh stuff about his team defense but it's not even like that bad it's just worse than his on ball defense and if that off ball defense could get to the same uh, point as his on ball defense he would be a a very, very good defender at the next level. His screen navigation is good Uh, off the ball. And most of that stuff just comes from like ball watching, doing all that kind of stuff. And I think that with uh, time and with reps, he will iron out a lot of that stuff. I think he's someone who the Nuggets should definitely look at because his passing, his ball handling, his, his, like his shooting all, Culminate in being a very well-rounded offensive player. There are some drawbacks to his offense. He's not exactly the most. Um, he's not going to break someone down off the dribble. He it struggles creating space for himself sometimes. I would like to see him get uh, better at driving to his left. He that's something that he finished uh, that he um, struggled with at Duke was if he drove to his left, he would sometimes struggle if. You know, he would get contested. I think he could do with a little more ambidexterity, but he can finish with his left now. It's just not like that great. Um, And I'd also like to see him uh, get more comfortable pulling up from the three than he is from the mid range. He really likes that mid range shot and he really likes to go to it out of the pick and roll, which is where he really thrived on the offensive end. Um, He knew how to find the roll man he knew how to you know operate a pick and roll to get a good mid-range look for him which he really really liked to go to and he knew how to throw lobs he knew he knew the right passes to make and he also makes a good number of like extra passes he knows how to keep the ball popping overall i think he's someone he's probably in my top two for what i would like denver to get he his shot looked very pretty at the uh, at the pre-draft workouts that I was at, and he said that being a perimeter stopper is right up his alley, and he'd be happy to accept that role if he was drafted to the Nuggets. Just fits kind of everything that the Nuggets would want in a prospect.
1: Yeah, um, among the guys that we've talked about so far, this is already my top choice. Um, I apologize to those hearing my dog bark in the background. Anyway, for one main thing that you said about him, He's not the sexy pick. That's okay with me. Um, I am always a fan of... I would rather take the guy that's the best player than take the guy that's the sexiest player. I don't care about how flashy your game is. I care about how good your game is. That's why... In 2018, I believe it was when the Colts had the chance to take Quentin Nelson or take Bradley Chubb. I said, "You take Quentin Nelson because that's going to be the best guard in football, and he's going to start for you from day one. He's going to play for you for 12 years." Sure enough, that's what he's done so far. When he's been healthy, he's been one of the best. Wendell Moore is—he's got good size at six five and a half. He's got a seven and seven foot and a half inch wingspan, 217 pounds. So he's got good size, good length, good weight. He, like you said, he can run the offense. He can play off the ball. Uh, the first, uh, in some of the other scouting reports I've seen, the first sentence is a skilled and physical slasher with terrific playmaking skills. I read that. You talked about how good of an on-ball defender he is, and you said you weren't super sold on his off-ball defense yet or his team defense. I don't care. I said at the very top of this, if he can play on-ball defense, we'll figure out the rest of it. He's a guy that can shoot. He can play it. He can slash to the rim. He can play on-ball defense can we just turn in the card now? And also you said he might not be going until the second round because that's what some of the mocks are seeing. What I'm seeing is a guy that's from Duke who played on a very good Duke team, was one of the key players on that team. I think he's going to end up getting drafted higher than those mocks are putting him. I understand that everyone's like, oh, well, mockers are plugged in or they know things. I think that more, his, his stock will rise just enough like the night of the draft, like the day of the draft we'll hear some of the teams are very interested in him, and he's going to get drafted higher than people are expecting just because of where he went and the position he plays.
0: I agree I think that he is going to go first round i i don't think he'll go before the nuggets pick, but I think he should be a top target for the nuggets. his off ball defense i i want to make it clear I think long term it'll be fine um it's just not quite at his on-ball defense right now. Um, but, yeah, I think if he is at number one, or at, is at 21, and, you know, Tari has gone, I think he might be uh, my favorite Nuggets prospect, or favorite prospect specifically for the Nuggets. It's tied between him and the next guy we'll get into, who is uh, Jake Laravia. Jake Laravia is a 6'8", Uh, forward out of wake forest and or he's 6'9 sorry 228 has a good length and is someone who is really good at a lot of things that you wouldn't expect him to be like he has a very good free throw rate he's good at getting to the line which is not something you'd really expect uh, from him but he didn't necessarily have like ball handling um, in like his uh, in his assignments. Like he was not Wake Forest primary ball handler. That went to Alondas Williams, but he did have some times where he would pass uh, to others play make and he was good at it. He got uh, 2.7 steals and blocks a game on the defensive end. He has uh, a good feel for the game on that end. He gets into passing lanes well. He knows how to anticipate things. And he is a big enough body at uh, 6'9", 228 to be able to like disrupt things in the paint. And uh, he's he's smart. He uh, makes good contests. He saves... Uh, like He doesn't foul very often. And he can really force people into bad shots. He... Is a better off-ball defender than an on-ball defender. He is a very smart uh, off-ball defender. Can help off guys. Can you know provide good help defense. Uh, but that's not all he's good at. He is good at on-ball defense. He can switch pretty well one through uh, one through four. I'd say not keeping up with the quickest of ones, but is someone who I think if you put him on you know a, a backup point guard or uh, like a, a starter caliber point guard who isn't exactly like you know a Kyrie Irving or a Steph Curry or something like that I think he's someone who is good enough to switch onto them for a few possessions at a time and on offense he shoots very well I believe he shot let's see uh he shot 38 from three this past season and in pre-draft workouts his um his shot looked very very good He's another uh, junior like Wendell Moore, who is actually 20, uh, very young for a junior, but he is, you know, 20. He's not an old prospect. He has uh, a six, nine and a half wingspan, which isn't the longest, you know, you'd probably like to see longer, but he uses it well enough to get to uh, his, get to his, um, Places that he wants to on defense, he can get into passing lanes. He can annoy his uh, defender, or he can annoy his man with getting into his pocket. Um, he has good court awareness. Uh, he's a very versatile defender. He can fill a lot of different roles, and he'd really be a Swiss Army knife. You know, uh, some of the weaknesses that he does have, he isn't really a good, great shot creator for himself. He is more of a power driver than a skill one and sometimes he can uh sometimes he sort of struggles to recover on his man defensively but it's not super uh often that it happens it is somewhat noteworthy but i think that can be ironed out he's something that he's somebody that i think just can fill a lot of different roles on both ends he is going to be a really good connector and now that I'm talking through it, I think I will, would prefer Wendell Moore for the Nuggets uh, to him, but he is someone who is a forward size, but has a lot of the defensive tools that the Nuggets need and can guard on ball. He's good. He has great lateral quickness. I believe he was second and third in the uh, shuffle cone drills and the lateral quickness drills at the combine. I, I forget which one specifically, but he registered very highly in those and he moves very well. He has the smarts, so there's not much to dislike, you know? Yeah. I, I I will say that
1: just based on talking through him so far, he would, I would still prefer Wendell Moore. Uh, I I don't know if we're going to find another prospect that we talk about today. That's going to kind of win me over in that aspect. I, I do see that he did well. Um, in the uh, draft combine, he was top three in the lane agility and shuttle run portions of the athletic testing at the combine. I'm not an idiot, but reading through that kind of makes me think that he was third in both of those. I don't think, unless they were just w- not wanting to be specific and he was in a different spot but for both, saying someone was top three sounds like they were third. Uh, so he, shot, he shoots the ball well, that's good. I don't love the fact that he can't create his own shot just from the standpoint of Michael Porter Jr. is another guy that kind of struggles to create his own shot so far. And I'm not saying that he would be the same guy, but I would be a little worried about that. And we also have a guy named Zeke Naji who is also not the best at creating his own shot so far. So it seems like we might have somewhat of an issue of guys being able to create their own shot for themselves, which is another reason why I lean towards more um, just at this kind of juncture here. I think LaRavia is a good prospect, but, I also he's also from Indiana so there and I've been to the high school that he uh went to. Uh, he went to Lawrence Central High School so I've been to his high school before but I'm not going to sit here and say that he would be my top choice among the guys we've gone over today.
0: Yep, and then uh the final uh prospects we'll talk about as a target for Denver is going to be Marjan Beauchamp. He played for the G League Ignite which is a alternative to college um he is someone who on defense does a lot of things similarly to wendell moore as far as like he's really good point of attack defender um i like his off ball defense a little more than wendell moore i think he he can gamble more than more but that is something that you know you you take what you can with it and you're aware of the downsides of gambling, but like he is someone who gets a lot of steals and blocks can provide good help defense and is uh, really good at, at point of attack defense. His screen navigation is a little worse than Wendell Moore's, but it's still pretty, pretty good. And he's more athletic than Wendell Moore. He's a more gifted athlete um he tends to disrupt things more he is someone who is a bit more of a of a like risky pick uh because defensively he has a lower floor but a higher ceiling than wendell moore and then offensively he is more incomplete than wendell moore he is a very good off-ball cutter Better than Wendell Moore in that area. And I think he's probably a top three cutter in this class. He finishes well around the rim. He does uh, a lot of things within the arc well. He is a decent scorer off the dribble, uh, has the athletic tools to make that work. And with uh, specifically the Nuggets and playing off Jokic, he would be great at cutting. He would fill in a lot of uh, what like Gary Harris brought to the table as far as his cutting goes, like he is a very smart cutter. He knows how to find the gaps in the defense and playing with a heliocentric player. He'd be able to, you know, really show that off uh, for the nuggets, but his jump shot is a big question mark. He shot only, I think like 24.8% from three. uh, Don't give him too much credit. It was
1: actually 24.2%, 24.2%.
0: Okay, yeah. It was uh not the prettiest. Uh the form itself doesn't look terrible and he showed a comfortability from mid-range that he didn't show from 3. But I think uh I think he's a higher uh, upside pick uh than Wendell Moore. And he fills a lot of the same of what Wendell Moore is. Uh he could fill it at a higher level eventually. And defensively speaking, I think he's probably a better than Moore at the moment as well. And I think he probably will be moving forward, uh, depending on how much you can rein in, you know, him. Uh, sometimes the, the, the young player mistakes. It depends on uh, what you think you can do with him. I He is older than Wendell Moore as well. So he gets talked about as like a upside pick by people who are very high on him i'm high on him myself uh because of the upside but i think the upside uh comes with if he can unlock things and i think for the nugget specifically i would prefer uh wendell moore over marjan bochamp i think those are probably my top two It just kind of depends on, in the long run, what you think Marjan can be. And I think Marjan is going to be very good, which is why I have him high on my board. But I think uh, for the now, which is what the Nuggets are aiming for, I think Wendell Moore is more ready to contribute right now. I think Marjan could and would be a good pick for Denver. Like If either of those two players are picked, I am very happy as a Nuggets writer. And, And if I was a fan, I would be very happy with those two in laravia um but i think wendell Moore is probably my favorite of the three
1: yeah i'm falling into the same category minus the fact that i do like i love the fact that he can play defense he also i like the fact that marjan has some experience against i'll call it nba level talent from the standpoint of it was the g league so he's playing against like nba level guys obviously we saw jalen green was the the first guy to kind of go through this route last season when he was uh, drafted, I believe it was, what was a two overall or three overall? I can't remember specifically, but he got drafted he very was, highly. Uh, yeah. Yeah. So we had, so we've seen somebody do this before. Um, he, you mentioned that his three point shooting wasn't great. You're right. 24.2% from three, not ideal, but overall 57.1% from the floor, 68% on twos. The concerning thing is definitely the 65% free throw mark. Um, historically, free throw shooting is a somewhat of an indicator for uh, jump sh- jump shot ability. Uh, so, I since I haven't seen fully his like highlight reel or his tape, I don't know if that 68% is highly inflated by a lot of dunks and a lot of shots at the rim, or if he was just inside the like he's like Demar Derozan and inside the arc, he could knock down anything from anywhere, and outside the arc, he just can't find the range or what it is but I like his size at 66 195 I'd like him to put on a little more weight but he's got good a- I like the athleticism right now I'd honestly probably put him ahead of ahead of La Ravie, or Laravia sorry but other than that I definitely Wendelmore is after the of the six guys we've talked about today one is definitely my top option
0: yeah my my rankings would probably go more Marjan uh, Laravia. And then I think my favorite would be Tari Eason, but I I kind of expect him to go before Denver gets the opportunity to pick him. Um, But yeah, and lastly, just very briefly, I do want to touch on two guys who Nuggets fans seem to very much be enjoying uh, that I don't think would be great fits for the Nuggets. Uh, Nikola Jovich and David Roddy. Both of them are liked for uh, Jovic. People like him because uh, he's Serbian. And if you switch the V and the K and his last name, it's Jokic, Jovic. Uh, He is a very good prospect. I like him a lot. I I have him high on my board. But not for Denver. I don't think he fits very well what Denver needs. He is a negative uh, defensively. He's probably going to be a liability on that end good shooter, uh ball handler, good passer. Uh, he's 6'11. Like there's a lot to like about him, just not for Denver. Uh to draft uh to be a good draft pick for Denver in my opinion. You need to be a, a very good defender. He's not that. And then uh David Roddy. David Roddy is someone from Colorado State. That's why a lot of people want him. Uh great quote, nice guy. Uh the intel on him is through the roof. Uh, You don't hear many bad things about David Roddy, Uh, but uh, he is an older prospect. He is a little bit unathletic. Uh, Defensively, there are question marks about him. I think uh, he'll fill in well defensively, uh, specifically like at Colorado State. I I don't think he was used the best defensively. I think if you use him right, you can be good. But um, his main, uh, like talking point is offense and he is not someone who you're going to draft to 21. He is a second round pick. If Denver wants to buy a second round pick and draft him, that'll be good. I think he would fit well uh for what the Nuggets do want from someone uh you know, I think he could fill in as like a PJ Tucker-ish sort of guy. Uh like thick body, but you know, he's 6-5. Um doesn't have the best measurements, not the most athletic. But I think he could fill in like that sort of role defensively. He uh, at the workouts talked about wanting to be Draymond Green or like PJ Tucker defensively. Don't think he's going to be a Draymond Green uh, sort of defender, but you know uh, those two prospects are are popular names amongst fans that I don't think uh, fit exactly at twenty one. Uh, other than that, uh, this has been a long podcast. If you're listening this far in. Thank you so much for listening. You can find me and Gage's work at Denver Stiffs. You can find uh, Gage uh, Gage's Twitter at, at G Bridgeford NFL uh, on Twitter. Uh, that'll be linked in the episode notes. You can find me at Asher Levy NBA. Uh, that'll also be linked in the episode notes. Outside of that, anything you want to get out of the way before we dip or
1: Nah, no, I got nothing else to add in. Uh, like Astra said, this has been a long episode here, uh, so I'll have a so I'll have a fun time editing this, but we'll have some more draft content uh, and free agency stuff uh, over the next weeks leading up to the draft.
0: yeah uh, so yeah, thank you so much for listening. Remember to download rate uh, do all the stuff that you can for, to support the pod. We very much appreciate it. Thank you so much for listening, and we'll catch you on the next one.